When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Welcome in to the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is Sooners for Life, presented by the Varsity O. This episode, as all episodes, focus on celebrating the careers of Sooner greats and highlighting their insider knowledge on their current teams and previewing the matchup. Unfortunately, no matchup this weekend. Oklahoma's game against West Virginia has been canceled, but... As we prepare for the Big 12 championship game, Jessica Cootie caught up with one of the greatest linebackers in Sooner history, Curtis Lofton. All right, well, we welcome in All-American Pro Bowler Curtis Lofton into the show this week. Uh, Curtis, how's it going? What have you been up to these days? Oh, uh, it is going fantastic. Um, what I do is I play a lot of golf, and I try to be the best husband and father I can be. And that's about it. And uh, for those of you that are listening and not watching, got all the Christmas decorations up. So big Christmas, Christmas guy, Christmas family over there. Oh, yeah. You know, um, with everything going on, we decided we wanted to have a little more uh, spruce in the family and decided to put up all our Christmas decorations. And, uh, you know, so we've been loving it. Well, um, I got to start with, obviously you had a long career in the NFL, but one of the, most, <laughs> one of the most decorated defensive players in Oklahoma football history. First of all, transitioning, playing from, for Oklahoma and then going to the NFL, how did that kind of set you up for, for what you did in the NFL? Well, first, just coming to Oklahoma, um, come from the small town of Kingfisher where I really didn't know much about defense and then having Coach Venables come and 
really teach me and show me how to, uh, you know, play football and understanding cover two, cover three, and all the different zone blitzes. So once I got to the NFL, you know, I felt I was super prepared and um, I knew everything, how to understand. I just had to switch the terminology around. And, you know, I, whereas there's a couple of my, you know, my friends and that I played with that, you know, they got there and they weren't as prepared as I was. And, you know, a big shout out to Coach Stoops and Coach Venables for uh, helping me out tremendously. The, we're preparing for a signing day coming up next week, but uh, you, you talked about coming out of Kingfisher. What was your recruitment like coming out of Kingfisher, Oklahoma? <laughs> oh, you know, I was really surprised, you know, coming from such a small town and tiny community that, you know, I had so many offers from uh, just about anywhere I wanted to go. And uh, it kind of got overwhelming for a second. And uh, hold on one second. The, the girls are in the background uh, fighting. Hey, girls, go see mommy. Go see mommy. That's awesome. Go see mommy. Go see mommy. Grab her, babe. I'm doing this. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're fine. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. You want to start that over? Can you edit this? Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, we're preparing for signing day coming up next week. And it's crazy how all of it happens these days. But what was your recruitment like out of Kingfisher High School? Oh, it was it was surprisingly crazy. You know, coming from such a small town, there was, I could have went anywhere I wanted to go. I had, you know, Coach Stoops, Les Miles, and all kinds of coaches coming to Kingfisher to, to see me. And, you know, I, I laugh. I have a picture in my office, actually, of uh, Coach Stoops and Coach Venables coming to watch me play basketball. And, um, you know, I was so ready to get it over with because it's just so overwhelming at the same time. And, you know, uh, I grew up a diehard Oklahoma State fan, which I'm, I'm glad, so thankful that, uh, you know, Coach Venables and Coach Stoops are great recruiters and got me out of there. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful to be a part of the Sooner family. Uh, the wearing, once you kind of got to Oklahoma and, and representing your state, you talk about coming from Kingfisher. I'm sure everybody was a huge OU fan at that point. But what did it mean to you after that, once you got to Oklahoma and kind of got all bought in, representing your home state? Well, to me, I mean, it meant that much more being from Oklahoma, playing at Oklahoma. I actually felt like, uh, you know, I had a lot of responsibility to go and represent and do it in the right way. Uh, be the one bright shot, uh, shining star for Oklahoma. Once, you know, we had a lot of Texas guys and a lot of people from other places. But being from Oklahoma, you know, I wanted to uh, represent. How important is that year in and year out for the staff to continue to go? I mean, they're going to recruit all over the nation because Oklahoma can get the best in the country, but to get the, the best player or two from the state of Oklahoma year in and year out, how important is that? I think it's very important because, um, you know, here in, the homegrown, here in Oklahoma, having homegrown talent is, I think, is vital. And plus it brings in more support. And, you know, a lot of these kids' dreams are, hey, you know, I want to – go play at the University of Oklahoma. So for the coaches to continue to recruit here. But I think one of the things that Coach uh, Riley and his staff has continually done in the last few years is 
they recruit the best. And so why not get the best here in Oklahoma? When you were playing your NFL career and you would come back, you know, every year or so and, and visit, what was kind of the welcoming like from Sooner fans? Because, I, I mean, you were obviously one of Sooner Nation's favorite players, but it seems like every player that comes back talks about how welcoming the community is, even once you're long gone, not playing at Oklahoma anymore. <laughs> I always laugh because uh, I told my wife, because we, we, we've been gone for – it was 14 years and uh, decided to move back and be around family and friends. And I said, I'm really excited about moving back, you know, where no one's really going to know me, you know, it's going to be been gone for 14 years. You know, I didn't have a beard. I had really short hair and uh, I'll never forget. As soon as we pulled into the airport, you know, there was like three people. Hey, are you Curtis Lofton? Hey, Curtis Lofton. (laughs) I said, I am. And, uh, but that just goes to show, you know, we got love and support here, even when you've been far as removed as I am. And, you know, it's just like, you know, coming back and being around family and friends all over again. How different? I mean, I, I know you just have the experience at Oklahoma, but every former player that we talked to kind of talks about the family atmosphere, how even despite, you know, maybe different coaches or the changes that it still remains that that tight knit group and brotherhood that not every place gets. How special has it been for you to kind of be a part of that and and continue to pass it down and and see that it's still kind of going all those legacies and traditions that you were a part of? Well, you know, when I first came to Oklahoma, I had Adrian Peterson and Tommy Harris and Mark Clayton and uh, Ronaldo works and the list goes on of just really just answered all my questions and just kind of really tucked me underneath their arms and, then in my career, and then I went to the NFL, and it's kind of a pay it forward kind of kind of thing, you know. Uh, I'm appreciative for everything, all the knowledge and all the information, because when I decided to come out early, you know, I leaned on my sooner brother, and, and they helped me with finding an agent, finding financial advisors, just uh, what to look forward to. And so when I got the opportunity to come back and get back to, you know, Kenneth Murray and Caleb Kelly and, you know, a few other guys, it's been – it's been a blessing and it's something that I look forward to doing. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to talk to you about Kenneth Murray because he uh, talked a lot about you. A lot of those linebackers kind of talk about you and, and wanting to, um, you know, mold their games a lot, like the way you guys played, but then also how important it was for you to see you and have you come back and mentor them. Why was that so important to you? And I mean, how cool is that to get to kind of help the next generation? Well, I'm like, you guys want me to help you out? Are you sure? <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, it, I think it's very vital, especially, you know, the, I have this plethora of football knowledge that just throughout my years of OU and then going to the NFL to be able to help pass that along and help the next generation be successful. I think that's something that important that everyone should do. And when the guys reached out to me, um, I didn't know how serious they were. And so I said, hey, you know, one thing about me, I keep it all the way 100. So if you expect to have a cheerleader, that's not going to be me. But at the same time, I'm going to, you know, watch your tape. I'm going to watch your games. I'm going to give you notes and stuff to help you be successful at the next level and, uh, and where you're at. And, you know, credit goes to those guys because they took everything. They were like sponges and absorbed everything. And, uh, you know, it's really cool for me. It gave me my love back for football because, you know, I was a little burned out and, you know, foot, I, I can't watch football as a normal fan. You know, I'm looking at coverages. I'm looking at disguises. I'm looking to see what the offense is trying to do. 
And so when I started helping those guys, uh, seeing if they're implementing the things, the techniques that I taught them and we worked on and we watched film and it just really gave my love back. That's so awesome. So cool to hear. K9 got his first sack last Sunday. Uh, as someone that had plenty of those, how big is that moment to get your first one at that level? Oh man, it, uh, for me, just watching it, it's like my little brother, you know, just, you know, I, I was so, I was so excited for him, especially, you know, who he got the sack on. It wasn't, you know, Cam Newton's pretty elusive. And I remember having to sack him a couple of times and he's a tough guy to get. And so when, uh, Kenneth got him, man, I was, I was juiced and, you know, it just kind of flashed me back to my first sack and against Alex Smith and, uh, on Monday Night Football, and it's just a memory that you'll never forget, and he'll have that for the rest of his life, and I'm, I, there's be many, many more for him to come. Yeah, what's his ceiling, do you feel like, as a, as a pro as a pro linebacker? We saw kind of switch positions late, you know, coming into high school or coming out of high school. He didn't really play inside linebacker, and then to see what he's doing now, I mean, it's, he's just kind of scratching the surface, right? Oh, he's he's barely scratched the surface on his potential and the level that he's going to go to. And lucky for him, he went to a great system of great coaches that are going to use him in the best possible uh, way to reach his potential. And, you know, when I was talking to him and just, you know, he he's so he's really new to the position. So learning the ins and outs and being, you know, you get more experience, the more games you played. And so he played only three three years in college, and now he's in his first year. So in a year or two, I think everybody's going to be blown away. Uh, the only thing that I say that would derail him is uh, an injury. And, you know, the way he takes care of his body, I think that he's going to have a long, successful career. All right. Well, how about this Oklahoma defensive line and the way they're playing this year? Man, I'm sitting there, you know, I've said, hey uh, – I wouldn't mind having some of them jokers in front of me, man. You know, uh, I always call everybody by their numbers. Number seven, 95, number eight. I mean, the list goes on. They got such a deep rotation of guys that can come in, and each one of them has their own special uh, technique and talent, whether it's bull rush, speed, power. And a lot of the guys have a combination of both that you that's rarely seen. And I'm just excited to see, you know, the, the ceiling for these guys. You know, it kind of you, you can see that it's going It started off a little slow. And then it just started picking up more and more momentum. And, you know, Kevin Thibodeau, you know, the credit has to go to him because uh, from the time he's been here till now, this unit's just really grown and really took a leap in the right direction. And I love watching them play and they wreak havoc on the opposing team's offense. Hey, you just mentioned some of the offensive guys that were there when you were there and Kind of Oklahoma's been known recently to be kind of an offensive program, right? But uh, Teddy Lehman talks recently. about it. I, recently. I, I said recently. I did say recently. But Teddy Lehman talks all the time about how this program and its tradition and its success is built on defense. So, you know, the the way that kind of it's transitioned now to have both or they kind of complement each, each other, how important – is that that it's not just about all of the offense and the focus is going back to the defense well i think this last game you've seen um 
when offense isn't clicking on all cylinders, you need a defense that's going to be able to, hey, get three and outs, get the ball back to the offense to get them more possessions. And uh, the defense is doing that now. And I would even say this is one of the most complete teams that uh, the Sooners had in the last 10 years. And, and the fact of, hey, you know, the defense is going to get it stops. They're going to get out there the quarterback. They're going to turn the ball over. And the offense, you know, with running the ball to passing the ball with their many uh, weapons over there, and it reminds you of the old days. You know, we had a solid defense. The Sooner Foundation is built off defense. And uh, we've been fortunate to have so many offensive weapons that, you know, it goes hand in hand. You know, sometimes defense isn't on to play well, and you need your offense to go and vice versa. And I'm so thankful that the Sooners are finally uh, rolling like that. I just got a couple more for you. Going back to the Big 12 championship game, you know, the target is on OU's back every single year. And even despite sometimes when there might be a bump in the road, they still manage to find their way back. What is it about this program that you never count them out and, and they consistently compete for those championships every single year? It's tradition. You know, when you come to Oklahoma, it's based off the tradition of winning and being successful. So even though you may lose a game, we don't lose too many games at Oklahoma. That's one of the first things that Coach Stoops said to us. We don't lose games here. And if we do, we don't lose that many. So uh, just knowing that uh, the mindset is, hey, okay, what did we do wrong? Let's learn from our mistakes. And how quickly can we comp- improve from week one to week two and three and four and so on and so on? And you've seen that. And I think the coaches learn, hey, these guys do this really well. Let's focus on that. And, you know, the coaches don't have egos, and they put, their, they put their players in the best position to be successful. And you see it week in and week out. This team has grown uh, tremendously, and each week they've gotten better. And this week they'll even get even better. And so I'm excited about what the, what the performance they put on West Virginia and then when they go and dominate in the Big 12 championship. So you said that for what Coach Stoops said that you don't lose games. How do you guys manage that? Is it just something that you know coming in that, hey, this is the expectation and we don't want to be the ones to kind of let anybody down? Is that kind of the how it goes when you, you get to that point? It's, it's the standard. And, you know, we've had so many, you know, even from when I was there, we had Rocky Kalmus and Teddy Lehman and Rufus Alexander and Zach Lattimore. Those guys were in front of me. And they told me and showed me, hey, this is the standard of linebacker play. And so you either live up to it or you get replaced. And, you know, it took me three years to go on the football field. And I said, hey, ain't I, you know, I'm not going to lose my opportunity to, to go out and, you know, be one of the greats. And so, you know, to go back to the question, it's the standard set. And you, we love it. You love having a standard and you have to live up to it. And these kids are doing that. Great. Stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me home. Hey, thanks for joining us for Sooners for Life. Don't forget, you can learn more about the Varsity O online right now at thevarsityo.com. We'll be back again next week on Sooners for Life. Until then, have a great day. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. 
The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.